Welcome to Love Fly Podcast. It's Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach for the last 25 years. And today we have a special guest on called Becky, who's going to be telling us all about her fear of flying journey. So welcome, Becky. You contacted mm. a little while ago and I asked you to come on to the podcast because you are, I would say, probably at the earlier stages of beating your fear. So perhaps you could tell tell people a little, little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I currently work as a practice manager of some dental practices and I know a lot of people are scared of the dentist. Um, so I obviously see people with fear all the time and can relate to that's my fear is flying I my when I was younger I flew quite a lot I've never had a bad flight Mm. I've never experienced any anything bad happen in a plane but from the age of maybe about 16 17 I've been terrified I have done um the EasyJet fear of flying course um, I did that in 2020 yeah. because I, I got engaged and as a wedding present, my dad bought us a honeymoon, which is lovely. Mm. But for someone that's terrified of flying, the thought of spending 10 hours in a plane is my worst nightmare. So over the years, I've done hypnotherapy. I've seen quite a few different people I have I've spent probably thousands trying to get over my fear and then in 2020 when we found out my dad booked the honeymoon I thought I've I've got to do something now like this is it's getting too Mm -hmm. much so booked the EasyJet fear of flying course um I actually posted on a Facebook group and I said does is anyone scared of flying what can I what can I do and a few people commented and recommended the fear of flying course and um two other women who I didn't know they wrote on there saying if I'm if I book it they will come with me because they're all so scared Mm. so three of us strangers got together booked the course went on the course and I did find it it was it was really good the first day was theory and then the second day was the flight out of three of us, one of the, one of the girls got on the plane but had to get off the plane. One of the girls is completely cured. She's flown everywhere. Yes. And then there's me. And <laughs> because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the middle now, mm. I, I can look at planes now, whereas before I couldn't even look at planes in the sky. It got that bad. Yeah. I would freak out out if we were driving down the motorway and there was a plane flying over I just couldn't look at it so Mm. I can now look at planes and now from listening to your podcasts actually um I found um there was one where you were talking to a captain and I found it really useful the about the noise how it how they have to not turn off the engine but like reduce reduce it so noise or something I remember that and I remember thinking that's that feeling where you feel like the engine has just all of a sudden stopped and you're going to plummet. Mm. 
yeah. because that's what I fear. So then obviously 2020 COVID, so we didn't fly anywhere. So I actually haven't flown since I did the fear of flying course. Yeah. To me, it sounds like you've done a lot of work, which is amazing, you know, so you are, you're well on the way to getting rid of the fear by the sound of it, because you're, you're not where you were. Remember, you said that you couldn't look at aircraft for a while. And then all of a sudden, you know, you do the course with the EasyJet yeah. one and you're able to sort of, then you can go on the motorway and not be fearful looking up at them. So something's obviously shifting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't even say what it is about. I think more so it's the claustrophobic being mm. being stuck because I'm okay with landing almost. It's almost like for every second we get closer to the ground, my fear starts to lift. Yes. It's definitely not being able to just get off or escape it's it's being stuck in in the plane that i think is my biggest fear mm. yeah i mean that's i think a lot of people will relate to that actually because it it for many of us mm -hmm. it rem it takes us back to that sort of idea of the fight flight fight or flight thing doesn't it you know we want when something yeah. fearful is there, we want to get away from it. And, and on an aircraft, you can't. You have to sit and be yeah. content with it, don't you? Yeah. And obviously, it's, it's all the fears that a person could have. They just get heightened. Again, from listening to your podcasts as well, it's the um, I listened to one where it said, because your eyes aren't looking directly out the window or where you're going your senses like the little hairs in your ears mm. like, tell you that the plane is tipping really far over when in actual fact it's only like 10 degrees or something like that yes but your mind makes it so much worse and I'm I'm guilty of having a very overactive imagination um <laughs> and I just make it so much worse for myself yeah I think uh, you'll be amongst uh, good company with that one uh, we we all we do all yeah. do that i've said that for years is that when we don't really know what's going on we feel uncertain then we'll try and make sense of it and we'll mm. often we'll imagine our imaginations will run riot so the honeymoon is the big motivator yeah that's my because we're it's booked obviously it was booked in 2020 then mm. covid happened then the, the wedding was moved to May 2021, but that also got cancelled. So now we're May 2022, no matter what happens, <laughs> which means the honeymoon is um, June 2022, and we're going to Antigua. Nice. So that is an eight-hour flight. Mm. So that's a lot to think about, isn't it? But, you know, we've got... What you in now? We're in February, so you've got four months. Yeah. And you are doing stuff. You're yeah. listening to the podcast. You're mm -hmm. uh, you've been on a course. Do you think a, another course would help, or what, what's your plan over the next few months? I was thinking. Well, I was thinking to 
do another course but then like my fiance reminded me that I've spent over a thousand pound on these courses Mm. and I'm still terrified so do I keep throwing money at something when actually it's my own head it's it's myself I know I know flying is one of the safest forms of transport I know that it's more highly regulated than any other industry. I know planes don't just fall out the sky every day, but for some reason, Mm. my head won't let me believe it. So I'm, I'm a bit at a crossroads, really. I am listening to all the podcasts. Mm. I have also read the, um, the Alan, a few people recommended the Alan Carr. Yes, um, that's good. Fear of flying book. Yeah, that was yeah. I found that good as well, and I'm just kind of trying to do loads of self help stuff now, rather mm. than throw money at courses. Yes, when mentally, um, I I I can't let go of this fear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm <sighs> I'm doing I'm listening to that hypnotherapy stuff and like breathing and trying to stay in control of myself because Mm. when you're in the plane it all goes out the window (laughs) yeah well the thing is you are updating yourself every day you do something different so the Mm. you know this fear the way you know i look at it is that it's a pattern if you look at it as a pattern of behavior that it's a habit you've got into you know you could you could describe it it's not the best Mm. way but you could Mm. talk about you know, you could describe it a bit like not going to the gym at all, not exercising at all, and then starting to go to the gym and exercise. And that change from one way of operating to another is a shift, behavior shift, and it mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. continued effort. And you're doing loads. I mean, honestly, it's it's very encouraging to hear how much you're doing. And I don't, and I think you're right. You should don't spend any more money on it because at this stage now. You're just you should you're just reinforcing all the good work that you're doing, and every single day you do something, it is is chipping away at the fear, and that's what I don't think you don't think you need to to go on any other courses. I was just curious because yeah. sometimes people do do that, but it sounds like you've spent enough money there. <laughs> good. Yeah, I think I'll wait till um, April May time, and I think. If I'm if I'm still feeling the way I do, I will go on a course, I think. But I really want to try and do all I can now mm. because financially it's not it's really sensible. But I also can't can't bear the thought of spending eight hours in sheer fear the whole time. I won't relax. I, there's no part of the journey that i relax the only time i'm relaxed is the second we've landed yeah at the moment but then i spend yeah but then i spend the two days two or three days towards my end of the holiday fearing the journey home yes so it's it's hard because it's one of them things that you don't with a with a fear you you can the more you're open to it and a lot of people say like 
if you face your fear, it gets better. But flying is not a, for me anyway, it's not an everyday occurrence. Mm. It's maybe once a year. So you can almost put it off and like put it to the back of the mind. It's not something that I'm having to do every other week. Yes. But that's probably why it builds up so much in my head because I haven't flown since, well, the fear of flying course in 2020, mm. which was two years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. A lot of people will say that if they were able to fly every day, that they would then start to see it as, an, as the non-event that it is. And that's not true. It's not, yeah. an, it's not a non-event. It's yeah. a special event. Because the thing about flying is it's not an everyday thing in, in any way sense of the, f- the phrase, unless you are cabin crew or something, then that's the only people that are flying literally all the time. Yeah. For most of us, it is much more of a special mm. thing. We need to prepare ourselves, but that that doesn't mean that mm. you can't do something about this. And I think the fact that you're doing so much already is phenomenal. You know, that is really, it's mm. helpful. You're building some mm. really good foundations, you know? Yeah, thank you. I um, I read something that was like you can't. I can't remember the exact words, but it was like if I don't if I don't change my mindset, if I don't change something, the end goal is always going to be the same. Mm. Like I'm always going to be scared if I don't start doing something about it. But it's, it's funny you say that cabin crew aren't obviously aren't scared of flying because they do it all the time. I the reason I got into dentistry was because I had a really bad experience at the dentist and. Uh, the nurse was really sympathetic to me and mm. I always said oh when I grow up I want to be like her she she helped yes. me so I became a dental nurse and then practice manager but when I first started I was terrified of the dentist and that's why I got into dentistry was to cure my fear almost to help help my fear was then and now I'm in the now I'm in the dentist all day, every day. Mm. I, I I don't fear it now. And I listened to one of your podcasts about um, the nervous flyer who then became, who learned how to fly. Mm. And I feel like that might be me. <laughs> 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 I feel like I might need to learn how to fly a plane. <laughs> well, I mean, you've, you, you've, you've got a good smile. I mean, that's clearly going to help you if, if you want to you know you're serving customers all the time and you're used to helping people yeah. in customer service so you, your background is perfect you know if if that's what you're looking to do <laughs> there have been people that have gone on to do that have become wanted to become cabin crew or gone on to become pilots uh, there was one woman that came on one of my last the last business thing i was doing with uh, virgin when i was running the courses there and she she came back as a team leader and then she's now trained as a pilot. So it's, yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. I think you're doing, there's lots of work oh, that you're doing. You. And, and I would only encourage it yeah. because I think at this stage that you're at right now, it's easy to, to see what you can't do rather than what you've achieved. And if you think back where yeah. you were two years ago, and you think back before that, mm. if you think back five years ago and you put yourself there looking to where yeah. you are now, you've shifted mm. a lot. But it's really hard yeah. to see two years from here. 
but you've made significant yeah. progress more than you probably realize because we take once we can once we lose an element of the fear we don't notice it anymore mm. so we just kind of take it for granted no. but you've made you've made massive progress and you are continuing to you know so i can only encourage it to keep doing what you're doing because it is with any fear it's a case of just keep doing something little every day I think it's really interesting. There's two things about your story which I find fascinating. So one is the way that you dealt with your dental dental fear and that you've gone towards mm. it and you've fought through it. So you've obviously got massive resources in you. And secondly, is I'm curious what you do to help reassure people who are scared of dentists now. So it, it depends from where the how bad their fear is if they call up to book the appointment I'll already say to them well you've, you've done the first step you've called us and that's such a huge thing to do knowing that you're scared of the dentist but you're still calling to make an appointment so I'll always be like encouraging over the phone mm. and then I'll invite them to come to the practice for a day that's not their appointment so they know they're not actually having the appointment but they're just coming for the day. So they know no, nothing's going to happen. A bit like maybe if I went to the airport for the day, but I knew I wasn't flying, maybe I might try that. Maybe, <laughs> um, might. And then I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I um, And then I just ask them what their fears are. If, if they know, like some people are scared of needles or they don't like the smell of the dentist or like there's, there's something or they've had a bad experience. And then I'll try and talk to them about that particular thing that they're scared of and just, yeah, just reassure them really. I mean, it's, it's a much more common thing, I think, to be scared of the dentist than it is to be scared of flying. Well, but it's, it's still a fear. It's, it's up there. It's, you know, they're, they're all in the kind of like fear of yeah. public speaking, fear of flying, fear of dying, fear of dentists. They're all up in the top, depending yeah. on where you look. But yes, it's, it's pretty significant yeah. fear. I thought it was quite interesting there yeah. that you were talking about with the helping people, being very encouraging. Uh, you've become a fear expert. Yeah, maybe. Mm. And I wonder... If perhaps you could, without, without, I hope it doesn't sound patronising, but maybe you could be a little bit more compassionate towards yourself because you're giving yourself quite a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. And like I said, it's I could throw money at courses, but at the, the end of the day, it's I know it's myself that's stopping myself mm. from just letting go and just being calm. Like I said, I know... I know the facts of things, having listened to your podcast, which have been so helpful. I already feel like I'm another step closer yeah, yeah. than I was before. Mm. And I'll like say to my fiance, oh, did you know this? And I'll come out with facts now. And it's more, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's making it a bit, it's making it a bit easier almost. Yes. Like, Cause I understand more now. Mm. Whereas before I understand it, and I had no interest in understanding it because whatever someone tried to tell me, I just went into a cold sweat, couldn't even talk about planes. I just didn't want to know. Yeah. So I know I am further along. 
You definitely are. You definitely are. And it's, it's interesting. Like I said, you are further along than you realize, but it is, it's always a process for everybody. So one of the things I'm thinking is that when this podcast goes out, I'll put something in the Facebook on Instagram and everything is that we will now be following your journey. So you've got all of us. <laughs> yeah. Behind yeah, you. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah, well, no, just to, to encourage, you know, just sort of say, you know, because there's people who are behind you and there's people ahead of you. Because, you, you know, you, when you have yeah. a fear of flying, you always feel like yours is the worst. But you've, you may have been the worst, but you're not there now. You're, you're further along the journey. So your words will encourage people who are just starting. And so you're, you're that kind of midpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll be thinking about you for June and we'll be thinking now between yeah. now and then, what can we do to help you? One of your ideas, yeah. I wondered if you found. No, I really to... appreciate it. And, and the Facebook group is really helpful as well. Mm. Yeah, um, well, I'm glad you I find it helpful. That, yeah, really helpful. It's um, it, people post in their different things and the um, questions when you do the questions and stuff and you've done polls, it's, it's interesting to see a lot of people's fears about flying. I can resonate with so many of them because mm. I fear the same. But then you or the one of the pilots or the cabin crew or someone in that group will respond with a very logical explanation. So, like, for example, the first beep that you hear in the plane isn't emergency crash landing. It's no. just signaling that they're ready to like they're ready to serve tea or something so minor <laughs> but in your brain it's the end of the world yes <laughs> yeah well be, there was so that's, i would, I would strongly recommend that Facebook group yeah, yeah well, i mean you've shared lots of things that you've been doing and i always say when it comes to beating a fear of flying you've got to find your way and it because people say to me is hypnotherapy good is cbt good is nlp tft emdr all these different things and it's what works for you some yeah. things work better for others yeah. and of course you know some of those i've just mm -hmm. mentioned have more research behind them than other things but i couldn't care it's about what helps people and if, if it helped you know if i always used to say if if wearing a satsuma on your head before every flight helped you to get towards beating it, then well, why not give it a go, you know? I'm not suggesting that, but it it's just about yeah. being open to, like you are, being really open to trying things. I did things. have, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did have hypnotherapy, e, EGMR and um, NLP. Mm. I, tried, I tried all of that and... I mean, some of it, the, the problem is you can't try it out, can you, no, until you're no. on a plane? Um, that's and that's what I found difficult. So although when I, when I left the sessions, I felt brave and I felt my fear was conquered, mm. you can't really it like see if it works until you're on the plane. But all I know is when our honeymoon got rebooked or when I get that notification email the fear that fills my body, I feel like the NLP and all the other stuff 
goes out the window. Yeah, well, it's what you do next. But I think though. knowledge is power. Mm. I mean, you're definitely a you're you're doing a lot. I mean, you're you are a working progress for want of an expression. You know, you are doing. You're really helping yourself because the the part of your there is a part of your brain that's thinking you can't fly or you can't get over it. But there is another part of your brain which is pushing on and exploring and listening and learning. So it's, you know, at some point that will win because it's just a matter of time. You know, it's like you're chipping away at it. I always think if as long as you keep moving forward and you're determined, there's no reason why not. I um, read somewhere as well about a lot of people that are scared of flying is the fear of control. And I know I'm a control freak. But the biggest thing is only you are in control of how you feel. Mm. So I feel like that's quite a good thing to tell myself is that I can control how I feel. At the moment, I'm terrified of flying. But when I'm on the plane, I need to be in control. So my way of being in control is to learn more about and listening to the podcast, reading what I can read, doing yeah. exposing myself as much as possible before mm. having to actually get on the flight. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good plan. So I've got two suggestions for you. Um, okay. So one is you've already said it actually, which is to go to the airport and sp- spend half a day there watching the aircraft take off drinking coffee or tea yeah uh only because it was a tip that was Mm -hmm. recommended i think i can't remember who recommended it one of the other podcasts they just said going there and sit just sitting there and watching it all happen helps to normalize it yeah yeah so i'd like you Mm -hmm. to do that that's Mm -hmm. a, a task that we can I can follow up and say, have you had a chance to do it? Okay. And how did it go? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay, yeah. And there was a second suggestion. What the hell was it? Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, the it might help to familiarise yourself with the aircraft environment. And I was thinking of the, I think it was Geraldine who talked about the Queen Elizabeth centres or the Queen, something like that, that, these sim these um, aircraft simulators that are are around the country that you can visit and you can just go and sit in the environment and I I don't think it costs anything that would be really good yeah but if you search uh, something like Queen Elizabeth centres or something like that it's on the Geraldine the one where she was talking about accessibility at the airport uh, Geraldine Lundy. Okay. It's that podcast. She talks mm-hmm. about it and um, the details are in there as well. So you could, that would be something you could do and that would really, really help with the sort of making that bridge mm. between where you are now and where you want to be. Yeah, because I think it is such a unusual environment. Like I said, apart from on the day that you're flying and mm. when you're about to get in the plane, you're not exposed to just sitting in a in the plane are you like no. it's either you're in the plane to go on holiday or you're not <laughs> yeah exactly and so that would give you a chance to those two things would help you to just give you that a little bit more exposure as you called it 
yeah I think that's what I need like delicate exposure therapy (laughs) (laughs) well okay so (laughs) if that's such a thing if it isn't it is now (laughs) it is now delicate exposure therapy (laughs) it's a new form of therapy Uh, it sounds a little bit suspicious, but we'll we'll just leave it as it is for now. Um, so, <laughs> delicate exposure therapies is uh, uh, created today. I just feel uh, like sometimes <laughs> I just feel like it's sometimes like sometimes when you do like fear courses and stuff like that, you're forced to face your yeah. fear head on, and it's really. Yeah it's like really throws you in at the deep end and sometimes that's too I, I almost feel like the fear of flying course I did or whilst it was it was good it was very full-on and it, it like mm. I was just thrown into this flight and I was still terrified so when we landed okay yes I I went up in the plane but yeah. the whole time I've I've mean I forgot my fiance's name someone came and sat next to me and said oh I can see you're engaged what what's their name and mm. i couldn't tell them his name oh, because not. i was so i was full of fear yes. so when i landed although everyone said oh great cured now you've done the course yeah it was a bit of a shock to the system yes so i feel like this delicate exposure going Therapy. to the airport <laughs> and just making it yeah get some lavender <laughs> yeah exactly some lavender oil make have it a, a nice have a beer <laughs> i think yes yeah. i know when when i ran the courses we i used to say to my colleagues don't say to people you're cured because some people are not so some will be like your friend and that's no. it she's away but a lot of people mm-hmm. it's they're mm-hmm. on they're on their way and so cured is a very i'm very yeah. nervous at the word cured because it's almost like mm. turning a switch or something, and, and it isn't like that for some people. It's a process. I think that's the thing. When I, yeah, when I booked it, I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant! I'm going to go in a nervous flyer, and I'm going to come out booking yeah. all these holidays, and I'll be cured." Doing and a cartwheel. You, yeah. When you land and you realize, yeah, you realize, okay, I'm still scared. Yeah. And I've, but I'm. 300 pound down or was was but i'm still scared it's a bit of a like harsh reality that yeah for some people yes it's great it works but i guess for a lot of listeners and and for someone like me i that doesn't work for me i need constant like i need to listen to the podcast read the read the books go to the airport do little bits at a time drip feed my brain so yes. then I'm ready, I think. That's what I've come to terms with anyway. I think that will work better for me. I think that's better. I think that's better for everyone. I don't think there's I think even people that have come through and just gone on the course once and go, ta-da, that's it. I still think it's possible, and I actually know this, it's possible for people then to have, if they're not careful, to then redevelop the fear. So I think what you're doing is the most sustainable way to beat it, little yeah, and often. I hope so. Yeah, well, it is. You listen to, I mean, that's what Hannah was talking about on our recent podcast is that, you know, even though she's feeling much, much better about flying, that you can't take it for granted mm-hmm. and you can't, can't start what, you can't ever watch those 
programs, National Geographic, you know, the ones, air crash investigation. Mm, you can't yeah, Google yeah, I stuff. I you can't be them. checking the weather all the time yeah. because all of this does is feed feed the fear. And so we've, we have to, it takes a bit of effort yeah. to maintain a new way of thinking about it. And, and so what you're doing is brilliant. I think as well, um, recently, obviously, we've had the storm and uh, in in um, WhatsApp groups, my friends were sending links about the planes landing and everyone was saying, Becky, just don't, you don't watch this, don't watch it. Don't watch this, here's the and link. And normally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't watch it, here's the link. But normally I it would send the fear of God in me, but I actually watched it, but said to myself after listening to the podcast, that was such a skilled landing. The pilot was safe. The air hostesses were safe. Everyone landed safely yeah. out of all of them flights that all came in in the storm and yep. they were coming in all over the place. They still all landed safely. Mm. And I think for me, that is such a huge like turn of mindset because before I would have had to delete the link and I would actually feel sick at even seeing a picture of it. Yeah, there you go. So you are making progress. You just, you can't always see it until you stop and pause for a moment, but you've made significant yeah. progress, you know? I didn't actually realise until, until speaking to you now, thinking about it, like that is a huge mm. step for me. Because I couldn't even, if a plane flew over the house, I could close, close the curtains. I wouldn't be able to look at it. I would be f fearful, completely full of fear. Sorry, Becky. I just love this idea of you, the, the, so, an aircraft yeah, approaches and you go, quick, shut the curtains. Don't let the aircraft see me. It was awful. It was mm. so bad. Like I would, I would genuinely cry. I would cry yeah. if I was in the car and I saw a plane in the sky. Yeah. So you are making progress. You are making progress. Well, it's, I don't know when. it's a trigger. So the, the fact when the fear becomes really strong, you could see somebody in a uniform and it would be enough to trigger you because it reminds you the brain's very quick mm. at avoiding danger. And so what, what it's, done, it's decided that that thing is dangerous. So every reminder, a holiday program, an aircraft flying over, somewhat a pilot who lives next door getting in his or her car, they could all trigger you because the fear has become strong. Once the fear gets you start to shake it a bit, like what you've been doing, the triggers they, they they then become different, and so it's it's more significant things that actually make you nervous rather than everything. So that's how I know you're making progress, yeah. and that's you do that's you doing that. So just keep doing it because we want to know. We want we want you back. We want Becky back telling us about delicate <laughs> exposure therapy in June. <laughs> and how it went <laughs> with my son lounger in antigua <laughs> yeah well we could do it live if you like and just say yeah uh, um, we might hate you of course but um i'm really determined we can tell but i'm also terrified yeah and that's okay those two <laughs> those two things living together are okay you're doing lots of really great stuff mm. and the fact that you're determined means you're well on the way and we are, you know, in the group and at Love Flight, we're totally rooting for you. And we want to hear about 
the delicate exposure therapy. Thank we want to, we want to know that you're going to go to the airport and you're going to go and sit in this Queen Elizabeth <laughs> aircraft rig. Uh, I should drop you a message in a few weeks' time and see if you have any luck. Mm. And then yeah. we want you back. We want you back in June yeah, with a suntan telling us about how it went. <laughs> yeah, okay. That gives me a goal. That gives me something to like work towards. Yeah. We're all supporting you. We're, we're, we're with you. You know, that's, that's why we do what we do. So we want to see, we want to hear people have those successes. It's, uh, it's very rewarding. Yeah. It's, and it's definitely been good listening to the podcast of people that have been in my position, but have now like are now traveling without mm. fear and are more confident to book a holiday and not, not double think everything yes. like, i won't fly with certain airlines i won't fly at certain times like, all that sort of stuff yeah to just not have that would be a dream <laughs> well the dream plus the determination and the delicate exposure therapy there's no reason why you won't get there <laughs> this is going to become a thing now you know it's well i'll it's keep good. you updated it's called det delicate exposure therapy it's, 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 it's a new yeah it's a new form of therapy created today yeah, maybe i should copyright it that's it <laughs> right becky i'm no i appreciate I'm so, your oh, thank you for your support. time i'm so grateful for your coming on and talking to us that's and, okay. uh, and uh it's been some nice little tip some little techniques and some ideas there as well so and i'll follow up with you in a few weeks time to see whether you had any luck tracking down the aircraft mock-ups whether okay, you've been yeah. to the airport yeah yeah thank All you right. so much well thank you it's been lovely to talk to you and and i look forward to talking to you soon delicate exposure therapy don't give up <laughs> yeah you too thank you thank you for having me <laughs> cheers becky thank you <laughs>